Friday Night Smackdown podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. It's good job. I, man, I can't even remember where Smackdown was. Greensboro, North Carolina. There we go. Um, it was a fun show for the most. Uh, opened up the show with uh, with Kane the Mayor. I'm not, I wouldn't dare say Glenn Jacobs at this point because you guys say mayor in front of it. No, all jokes aside, it's um because he's Kane right now. You know, like I don't want to get into all of the, the the little politics about it, but what I will say is, for the most part, you could tell that his his speech uh, ability, you know, doing the mayor thing, definitely has impacted his promo delivery, and I mean. I would damn sure say maybe his promo practice throughout the years in WWE, which led him to being a legendary figure now, uh, is why he, you know, a part in part of the reason why he's such a why why he made it that far to be a mayor in the first a mayor in the first place. Now, part of it. anyway, um, open up. He cut his promo. Royal Rumble. This guy has a bunch of records in the Rumble. There's no question about that. Kane is undeniable. You know, at this point, it's a uh, you know. Devil Saver Demon, you know, what else you want to call him? You know I mean, like Hellfire and Brimstone is, this is his thing, you know, but we've all grown to love Kane, so he uh, got on the microphone and he that's a little attitude era joke, and uh, it, was, it was a good promo, so this, uh, this brings up the, the fiend, well, excuse me, this brings up Bray Wyatt, and uh, he has his promo up top, which is cool, I don't want to really get into the dirt sheets, but there's a slight rumor about Kane and Bray Wyatt fighting for the championship, we gotta have stuff in between, I'm not saying whether it's gonna happen or it's not, but this road to WrestleMania, you know, I want to say, what is it, two pay-per-views in between, I think it, I believe it would be two, so, I mean, we would have to have something to, you know, fill up the time in between and just uh, build some more of these storylines. You know, but it's uh, definitely, it was a good promo between the two. So, uh, Bray Wyatt. Pardon me, folks. It wasn't nasties on the road this time. It was more so uh, uh, road debris. So before that got too nasty, you know, everybody uh, reacted accordingly. Anyway, oh, the fiend is here. Pops up from under the ring. The lights go out. You see Kane shuffle. You don't know what's going to happen. So, and I mean, you've seen a quick silhouette. It's the last little bit, whatever. Red lights hit. Here comes Bray from under the ring. Awesome. You know, fun little moment. All the people are screaming. Now, Greensboro, I mean, it seems to me that the people in certain states really enjoy, like, a live show. And especially, like, you know, the WWE-style stuff. So... They were totally into it, at least from my, you know, audio vantage point. Like, like it was, um, well, I should I say acoustic vantage point. Like, it sounded like the crowd was very loud. They had that uh, fun horror movie energy to it. And uh, Kane is outside the ring. The Fiend is walking up or trying to creep up on him. But Kane, I mean, he has the microphone. I'm not worried about that part. I thought that was fine. Like, I thought it made, I had the feeling that Kane was going to call him out. You know, but I didn't know how it was going to happen or whatever. But it's like, okay, he has the microphone in his hand. How is this going to play out? Fiend gets to what? The ropes. And then Kane says, what took you so long? That is fucking, that was great. 
that was great. Like, oh man, y'all, y'all know what I mean. But that was great. Like, this guy's like a demon and all the rest of that. And you know, Bray Wyatt has always had like the paranormal, supernatural, you know, like little gimmick to him and such like that. Him and Kane did have a little bit of the rivalry with the Wyatt family. And you know, the video package showed that I didn't, I wasn't around for that really. You know, and it sucks because we're not really going to get to see a full version of it. But we do get to see a new Bray Wyatt, you know, at this level, you know, doing his thing. So that's going to be that. I mean, well, it was it was cool to have that moment. Whatever. Bray Wyatt gets up. I guess he was turning to walk away or he heard something going on in the ring. Turn around. Here go Daniel Bryan. A great little small uh Team Hell No Reunion. Everybody was going all crazy. This was one of the most heartfelt stories. Old Team Hell No is back together from last time around. So and I believe that was when DB first first got back. So it's like, you know, it, it was it was nice. It was a lot of stuff that, and it built toward the Rumble in a way. You know, Brian, Dan Bryan and uh, uh, the Fiend, I believe, are gonna be going at it. Oh, uh, we we learned later on they're gonna be going at it in a strap match. Haven't seen one of those in a couple of years. Uh, Okay, well, we'll just see how that plays out, you know, between the two. It definitely has that. Like, they're making Daniel Bryan seem like he could potentially win this match. I, I can honor that. We'll see. I don't want to say it will or won't happen, but uh, as far as building to WrestleMania goes, it's going to be very interesting to see how these stories play out, which is exactly what the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, this is this is what the, all of the titles need. And right now, the Universal Championship does have a little bit more intrigue to it because it feels like Daniel Bryan could potentially go and win the match. He knows he's having a horrible idea. He knows he's going and doing some something silly. And at the end of the day, it's going to be something that's really going to keep all of us very... Uh, invested in the matchup, so or the WWE universe. So um, I'm I'm good with that. I think it's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, that was the opening segment. Spent a little bit more time on that. So let's go ahead and breeze through. John Morrison takes on Big E. We know the whole thing with the Miz right now and the New Day. Hold up, Kofi. Kofi. You could have just did blonde tips, bro. You could have just did blonde tips. I'm, 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 I'm not against it. If you like it, you like it. I'm, I'm. It's just too blonde. Like the colors clash. You know what I mean? Like it just. It, and that's. I mean, we're gonna have to sit with it for a little while until whenever, if if he decides to change it again. But just from my standpoint, just me, just my opinion, because it's all right. But it's like, oh, man, he could have just did the tips blonde or made, like, half of it, you know, like, because now he's just looking like, like that, I don't know. It isn't, it's anatomy. I don't know. But saying energy, I get it, you know, uh, I'm I'm not even going to get into the rest of it, you know what I mean? But, like, I can appreciate the sentiment of Kofi's blonde hair, but... I would have, like, you know, you put your own style on things. Kofi was in a good direction with the style that he was adding, but, I mean, and this is just me. I don't even want to call it nitpicking, but, eh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, eh. I'm, I, I think other people don't care about it as much as I would. You know, these, you know, these my guys. And so it's like, eh. I mean, I'm not against it. If you want to do it like that, then cool. If he likes it, he likes it. I'm. If I were to give it a 1 to 10... 
I'm going to give that a seven. It's different. It's Kofi type style with the different, you know, and it's a it's a form of reinvention. So I, eh, I, I ain't mad, you know, but it's just like, man, if you wanted a 10, all you had to do was just make the like, if you want the blonde on the end, just make them like half of the dreads and do the rest black, but or keep the rest black the way it is naturally. But whatever, we already put too much time on it. John Morrison went in there with Big E. Miz is out there with Morrison. Kofi's out there with E. Good stuff. You know what I mean? It was a great match. Now, I'm not about to sit here and jump on the John Morrison bandwagon. It's not my style. I'm not the type to, you know, do too much when it comes to these superstars. You know what I mean? I got my I got my people and we all grow organically. What I will say is that John Morrison has mastered a lot of forms of in-ring offense. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. He is not good, great. Like, he's talented. To be able to do this at the level, you know, as WWE Superstars, he's done this before. He went out and got more experience. You know, like, it's, it's, it's refreshing. It's invigorating to see him do his thing in the ring. We all seen it. He was trending right after the fact. But don't be so quick. Don't be so hasty. We want him to stay healthy. You know what I mean? We want him to have storylines. We don't want to just see him get lost in the sauce. But you don't want you, you don't want to overdo this. You know, like, oh, his return was so underwhelming. I actually think even though it could have been made out to be a bit more, it's it, it's find the way it's going. And do we see John Morrison being fast-tracked to a cha- like the heavyweight championship picture, the universal championship picture, potentially? Do we see him facing off uh, for the intercontinental championship? Potentially. But to be honest with you, I, I mean, if I'm being biased, they don't even need to take on a new day right now for the tag championships because, you know, no, get keep my keep the tag championships on my boys. But no, no, it's like <laughs> boys, and we gonna get into that in a split second. But no, um, I mean it's uh, like I said, that's just being biased. I think John Morrison is like I, he's great, man. You know what he's doing in there, and it like that that ring IQ that he has, that that offense, that that in ring acumen, like that that what he has. This is what we were seeing last night, and I feel like he was barely scratching the surface. It's like it, it reminded me of the innovative ways to use the ring that I would notice in like NXT. Not of old, not even of new, not of current day, but just times and moments. I would see NXT utilize the ring. I would see, you know, breaking ground and stuff like that. You would see the type of ways, and then only a little bit, only a little bit. You know, you would see tough enough and you would maybe get some ideas of the ways that they utilize the ring for working out or, you know, practicing and whatever. But John Morrison has the spark. We will see how things go uh, moving forward, but I'm definitely optimistic for him. I think the WWE Universe is going to speak for that man's talent. He done already got his degree. His feet, his feet went back to school and got some degrees. I, yo, I'm I'm excited, but we gonna keep that 
definitely uh we just gonna keep it internal and wait for the man to get out there and show us what else he can do. Like I'm not gonna get hyped because he showed us a couple cool ass moves. Cause he had some cool ass moves, man. Obviously. But it's like nah. Let that man stay focused on what he wanted what, what he came back for. So good good on John Morris. He picked up the win on E. This isn't to discredit E at all. E was in there and they did great together, you know. And I'm talking all three elements from both sides. And all four of the gentlemen went in there and they went, they just had they had the story told. It was good. Oh the new day. Oh my god. Corey. John Morrison picked up a win. The Miz picked up a win on Kofi last week. Do you know what that means? That means they have the new day's number. Now they deserve a tag team championship opportunity, yeah? I mean, let's see how the story envelops. Well, it develops, pardon me. I'm I'm excited for it all. That it was good stuff. I'm I'm hyped for it. And I'm I'm not looking at a winner or a loser here. I'm looking at a, a showcase of talent. Um that's what I'm seeing. And that's the that's the energy that I got from watching Morrison in there with one of the I want to say underrated superstars in Big E, you know, and and there's that, you know, like E went in there each time he gets in there with somebody, he shows what he's capable of each time. So we're gonna see how uh, how the rest of that uh, you know plays out, but it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm sure of it. With that, the Usos take on a revival next, pick up the win, whole bunch of craziness. Uh, did Roman get involved? I don't believe so, but it was still a fun uh, tag team matchup for the most part. Usos went in there, did, 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 did the thing. I mean, it's good to see the Usos back. They're getting it popping. You know, the big splash at the end was a lot of fun looking. He looked like he was having fun. I, I don't I don't like not knowing the difference between Jimmy and Jay, you know. So, Us, good splash. And other Us had great moments. And that double splash, you could see the tag team chemistry between the two. Obviously, the twin magic. I mean, it was it was good. Like, when they did the little announce table spot, the way he pointed at him, and then they both knew to jump. I mean, of course, you know, there's always a constant communication between superstars, whether they're facing off or in the tag team or whatever. But knowing that there's a constant communication between them, there's a, you know, there could be slip-ups here and there. Last night, with that table spot, very 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 good moment with the point and then the jump and you could just see and it was the perfect timing just with the landing and the table breaking and all that it was good i enjoyed it i'm happy that you know the usos picked up the victory hum revival talking that uh i mean yeah obviously the promo was okay backstage we're talking that oh they care about this as much we care about us as much they care about the tag division oh shit shots fired like whoa it's an interesting direction for the revival characters but I'm, I think that's the only way, that's the only thing I'm going to say on it, only because we don't really know what's going on with them as superstars, so I'm hoping for the best with them, I'm hoping for the best with them, I enjoy seeing them in the ring, don't necessarily want to see them lose all the time, I still like them, but I mean, either way we look at it, it's all good. Next match we had was Lacey Evans taking on Bailey. now backstage the Revival cut the promo and it was a good promo, but I mean it was more one of those like... Uh, pipe bomb promos, like, oh, here goes that. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, like, all right, good stuff. Like, good stuff. We'll see. They, a change needs to be made in it. They told me I'm making a change, so we're going to see how the revival does that. And um, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see it. So, meanwhile, hear a bunch of noise from around the corner. You get barely SmackDown Women's Champion. 
uh, fighting with Lacey. Sasha's sitting on the floor. I'm hearing tell of uh, injury cover-up. I'm not here to confirm nor deny that. I just noticed that, you know, Sasha has, like, we've been, we've had these matches promoted and these matches are not taking place. Um, uh, I, 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 I say from behind the, uh, from behind the barricade in the WWE universe, I say just from my standpoint, I'm a little more excited now to see what these ladies are going to bring to the table. Uh, We all know that Sasha's been highly touted as one of the best uh, in-ring female superstars of this generation. You know, all four horsewomen are arguable and are debated daily between uh, members of the WWE universe. And, uh, you know, Sasha getting in there with Lacey. Lacey has 100% improved. I'm... Practice makes perfect. I don't want to take any moments or, or, you know, just enjoy the pride or nothing like that. Like, the accolades that Lacey Evans has and, you know, just the in-ring talent that she's uh, been developing and is still developing as she goes along. Her timing, the, uh, her, just her her know-how, her in-ring IQ and acumen, man. It's, I don't want to be proud of it because... You know, I'm just happy. I'm happy for her. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell she's practicing. Shouts to Sasha for relaying the message. Ha, 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 ha. But, no, like, I am I think that Lacey Evans is uh, totally an example of what one is capable of when they put their mind to something. And there that goes. And she's super mom, you know. And she looks like something out of a, you know, uh, 19, 1950s poster And I've noticed this from You know just small moments when I saw her in NXT You know like And I mean it's, I wasn't even watching back then But the moments I would watch I believe this is back in like May Young Classic 2 days You know I would catch an episode of NXT Trying to you know get into it and such And I, I recognize that Lacey Evans Had a little bit of a spark to her And I'm glad that I'm not the only one that sees that So good on Lacey Shouts to her Uh Bailey, and this is uh, this is deep. I wanted to say this last night. I kept it to myself. You know, well, I want this. I want to say it out loud, but I said I'm gonna keep it for the podcast. But um, and 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 she doesn't even deserve for me to put my line uh, on the line at top title opportunity. I appreciate the passion. Sometimes when you get a little mixed up in your words, it's just because of the energy of the moment. So it's uh, learning to be accustomed to the camera not necessarily being there, even though it's there. That's something we can all practice when we're performing, you know, and uh, that's that's what I got for Bailey. You know, like the SmackDown Women's Champion, you got damn right. So now Bailey and uh, Lacey are going to go at it. They go at it in the ring. We're going to see it at the Rumble. Lacey picks up the victory off this crazy women's right. And, I mean, her and Bailey, they went in there and they did the damn thing. And it was beautiful. They had a great match. Nobody was complaining about it. I enjoyed watching it the whole time. I said last week I wasn't going to predict anything. I still see the direction this is going. It's all right. You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see uh, how this plays out. I think after after the Rumble, I'll get into my predictions. You know, the prediction that I had as far as this Lacey Evans, Sasha Banks, and Bailey thing goes. We'll see. And uh, we'll get into that. So, uh, Mr. McMahon.
it's on you with that. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a just very good match between the two. So shouts to Lacey and shouts to the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. You goddamn right, hop him. Next up, I mean, yo, we had a we had a backstage promo with Braun Strowman also. He's just keeping it real. Look, I deserve Intercontinental Championship. I pinned him twice. A little, a good moment on commentary was when Michael Cole brought up the fact that uh, Braun Strowman won the Greatest Royal Rumble, but uh, Sami Zayn, and this is all in the same, you know, this is all the same. But Sami Zayn came out, interrupted. Uh, who was it? Uh, Elias's track, which was all kind of funny stuff. But he said that Shinsuke, well, reminded everyone that Shinsuke Nakamura, Naka Continental, pardon me, has also won, well, he's won a Royal Rumble match, the traditional one. So it's like, um, that's actually, those are little good stats just to make this title, or this championship uh, bout that much more compelling and interesting. And it's going to be a fun story to tell. The people are behind Braun, like we all said. The people are behind Braun as soon as he talked about it. And, I mean, he going by the regular rules, the normal shit, the, stat, the, the status quo. Look, he got, two cha- he got two wins over the champion. Why don't he have a title match? Why doesn't he have a championship match? Whatever. We'll see how the rest of it plays out. But, um, yeah, Braun got the upper hand of saving Elias and, uh, you know, got Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke out the ring. It's, uh, it was good stuff. We're going to see how this continues to build. I thought Braun had a good moment. He had a great promo. He seemed, he seemed, I mean, this is the form of normalizing we need. But now that we know that the crowd is definitely behind him, and I don't want to say at least the Greensboro crowd. No, no. The crowd is behind Braun Strowman. Let's see how this plays out. Now, one thing I will say, and I know this is a tactic that is uh, commonly used around my WrestleMania season. We'll have these little sub-stories, these little mini-stories with the championship uh, not changing hands or championship changing hands going into a show uh, leading into WrestleMania eventually. And this is like, okay, the 50-50 booking. So I would say in this situation, maybe Braun shouldn't win at the Rumble. Maybe he should. Maybe they should play hot potato with the title and, a fi- and finally it culminates at WrestleMania. I don't know, but there are different directions that they can go with this just to keep it very compelling. I'm a... Uh, I'm excited to see how they make this happen. So that's uh, it's good. You know, you, you, you make it interesting for yourself if you want to have a problem with the way they're trying to make it interesting for you. Alexa Bliss goes at it with Sonya Deville. I'm hyped because Sonya Deville is in the ring. We got to see a little bit from both. And, yep, I'm, I'm just going to keep on calling it, you know, practice makes perfect. They, they both went in there and they did their thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to say I wasn't expecting much. But I know what, well, I've been able to see what both of these superstars are, uh, you know, capable of with the allotted time limits that they have on television. So it's like, okay, it was good. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll keep on building. We'll keep on going as the weeks continue whenever, you know, something happens. But we're getting a little storyline with, with Mandy and Sonya, and the oldest Mandy thing has continued. So we got a... Uh, Sonya wants Otis ringside <laughs> because he might be a good luck charm since he's such a good luck charm for Mandy. Bliss picks up the victory. Shouts to Nikki Cross, by the way. Do not forget about Nikki Cross. But uh, Bliss picks up the victory. And, uh, I mean, what, Mandy was looked like she was going to the top rope or something? Or, uh, and uh, to interfere for Sonya, to, whatever. But that didn't work out. 
Oops, I believe Alexa pushed her off and fell into Otis's arms. Oh, how, how sweet and not manufactured. I'm, I'm not doing this. It's, 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 it's cute. I'ma leave it at that. My opinion don't matter. I think the rest of the WWE universe uh, can can take this one on and you know share their opinion on it with it uh, or whatever. But it was it was good. It's like it's it's a slow build, and these are the ways to build it without uh, having the fans say, "Oh my God, they're killing it already!" "Oh my God, they're ruining it like always." Nah, that, that this one last night, it didn't seem like anything was being ruined at all. So. Very enjoyable, very enjoyable. Good on WWE. Good on everybody attached. Mandy, Sonya, Lexi, uh, Nick Cross, Otis, and Tucker. Finally, I think he might be coming around. He <laughs> had that, that last night. Now look, well, last week he was seeming like he's kind of blocking. This week he had like the thumbs up and the the little nods and of, of approval and such. And it's like you know, that's that's all right. You know, like I think like that, that, it's okay. We'll see how this continues to go. Now, how is Sonya gonna react? We didn't get any afterward backstage vignettes on it. I mean, we probably did maybe a backstage interview. I don't know. We'll find out another time. But um, yeah, Sonya didn't pick up the victory. So now what? Oh, like Otis isn't a good luck charm. How is she gonna respond to that? Is she gonna act like she has a crush on Mandy now? Because we all know she's openly gay. Shouts to Sonya Deville for that. You know what I mean? I'm just calling no flag on the aesthetics, but if you want to represent, by all means, because I'm not going to stop shouting out Sonya Deville, no question. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Like, let's go, baby. Like, don't give me hype. I be trying to stay chill. I be trying to stay chill. Know that. Sasha tells Sonya, I be trying to stay chill. All right? But it ain't going to, I'm right here. I'm right here. Let that be known. Thank you, Sasha. Now, with that, uh, we're getting into the main event, which was a tables match between Robert Roode and Roman Reigns. And uh, the winner gets to pick the stipulation for the matchup between Roman Reigns and King Corbin at the Royal Rumble. Okay. We'll get into that. But you know we're not about to sit here and forget about 205 Live. So I believe we have Breezy. Taking on uh, Aria Davari, in my opinion, one of the top heels on the brand, along with Tony Nese. I want to say this because of partly, you know, it's tenure with both sides, but at the same time, this is, I believe, if they were to get the opportunity to be good heels, like they've already shown that they work together as a good unit. Don't rush into it. Maybe in another month or so, they can really start, you know, gelling together. But for right now, Davari being in the position he's in, you know, I don't want to say being an enhancement talent, but putting on good matches, you know what I mean, with, with other veterans in, like, you know, Tyler Breeze and such like that. You know, it's a it, it's the, the 205 brand. I wouldn't call it NXT light, but with, it, the way it's evolved, with the way they tell the stories, with the way they stop telling certain stories, and, <coughs> excuse me, you know, the way they just, uh, you know, utilize the superstars. It's good for Breezy. Like, outside of the ring, it was good for Breezy to have some time in there and, and you know, do his thing. And uh, it's good, good for Ari Davari. So it was good on both sides to, you know, just have them have a quick match. And the crowd, they, the crowd yet again, stuck around. Hard cam side, it, I mean, whatever. But it still seemed like it wasn't that many people that left the show once SmackDown was over. I could be completely wrong on that, but it, it seemed to me that uh, 
the people stuck around and they were enjoying the show and they wanted to see as many superstars. And in my opinion, along you know with 205 Live and whatever dark match they had after the fact, it was uh, it was uh, it was money well spent. I think they all had got their money's worth with just how things took place. So that was fun. Uh, Breezy picks up the victory with the beauty shot. Good stuff. What was that? Questa? Questa was on and Mansoor was on commentary like, wait, what? Shouts to the opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, like is 205 Live the new Lander opportunity? I'm going to leave it there with that. But, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And, um, yeah, we got into, what was it? Leo Rush was taking on... Sunil Singh, Samir Singh. I don't know which one. I I can kind of tell them apart, obviously, but good stuff. They tried to play the sing magic. <laughs> it was good. Leo picked up the victory, but no, the best part of that match. And I mean, I take nothing away. You know what? Let me not even front. the The best physical part of that match was Leo's come up. Go and watch it. It was, you know, the springboard come up. That was great. How can you follow that come up? Like, he's been doing this. And each time he's come around, I want to say maybe the past three or four come ups have been very, very creatively done. It's not too many moves that can, you know, come out of nowhere like that. And I mean, the come up isn't, it doesn't seem like it's like an easy move to really pull off all the time. Like, it seems like it's very, you know, it's easy to mess that move up. So the fact that they've, you know, they've got it down like that. And shouts to that bottom rope, man. Shouts to all of the ropes like that. You don't you don't think that you're going to get that much spring off of that, man. Like, and Leo's just sitting down on it and then coming back. Like, he's using his, his light weight to his advantage. Yo, good, good, good stuff, man. I'm going to keep my PG intact. But very, very, very good, man. I was I was very impressed with uh, how Leo, you know, gave it up in that match. And, of course, you know, both Bollywoods. Now, on to my favorite part of the match, personally. I actually, it did make me laugh. <laughs> but uh, they came out, they're doing their thing. They do. They did it on, you know, with the music. So, I'm, I'm just, I'm just calling this out, uh, you know, the way, you know. The, just what it is. I don't know if it was happenstance, but maybe this, maybe it was planned out exactly the way it was. But they get up to the top, or they get on the apron, and then they, after doing all their little silly Bollywood celebrating, yeah, we come into the ring stuff, and then they say nah, and they jump down and they still get, they go back to their Bollywood celebrate. Yo, that moment, and then it was with the music, and it was just like you know, this is this is a very fun. An unforeseen element of this storytelling with these guys. I don't, I, I don't like liking the Bollywood boys. Pause. Another top five moment on SmackDown Live. Michael Cole speaks on a tweet where Otis sends out to Mandy, uh, "You are my fire, my one desire. I want to hear you say." I want it that way or some shit like that. Part of my PG, see, getting excited because that, that was gold. That These are just great moments. That's what I mean with how WWE is just building that storyline. Like that cake is being cooked to perfection. You know, like I, I enjoyed that. That these are funny moments that actually make me chuckle out loud because of how I, I want to say corny for lack of better word, but it's like the good, good corny. Like it's it's hilariously random, but then it's like Michael Cole delivered it so casually 
which was just, man, um, it was a very entertaining night. Now, uh, Leah Rush picks up the victory. Hot Arkin, final hour. Giant Frog Splash on the top. It was good stuff. Main event saw... Who do we have in the main event? Wait, well, personal. Hold on, hold on. While I think of the main event, we had Gentleman Jack Gallagher being tweeted from 205 Live officially. Whenever you ready. Now, I don't have the best memory at times. I know last week, I think I might have called out something like that. Like 205 is just waiting for him whenever he's ready. I don't know. Whatever. The general manager said whenever he's ready, he can come on home. Now, uh, you know, the brand is saying it. Whenever you're ready, come on home. So, you know, when, whenever that's going to happen, that's going to happen. I hope the gentleman, Jack, is uh, good, rested, recharged, and, you know, just you know, just ready to get it popping once he does decide to come back on around to the 205 Live brand. So, uh, with that, the main event of 205 Live saw... Ah, uh, Raul Mendoza. The Raul up. Oh, man, see? We couldn't get no Aiden last night. Man, oh, man. It's all good. No worries. You know, like, I, I, I'm fine with tra- the tra- transitioning commentary because, you know, it gets the people that watch every week a little more accustomed with, like, the, the workings of the, you know, the WWE and the commentary team and such like that. Like, these are the voices of the, pro- the product. And you, just, you know that certain guys are getting opportunities to get out there and do their thing and, you know, like, deal with whoever's on the microphones and the headphones and such like that, you know, like. It's uh, you know, they get to work on their their chemistry together, and it's uh, it's it's really good. I was cool with that. I uh, definitely uh was cool with that. But no, no Raul up talk, so that was eh, you know, no Aiden. But Mansoor, he did his thing, you know, like uh, that was cool. Quest did his thing, and uh, Swerve went in there with Raul Mendoza. So Swerve, we know he's uh in the Fatal Four Way match. It's gonna take place at Worlds Collide for the Cruiserweight Championship against Angel Garza and two guys. Uh, I'm I'm pulling for Brian Kendrick to get in that match, and uh, it's gonna be good because he's taking on somebody that was what is his name Travis Banks. I got you, you know. Uh, it's uh, and he had a good showing on NXT. I don't necessarily watch the NXT UK product, but I know that these guys are over there just crushing it every single week. So I'm I, I know what I know that they skilled over there. So I'm I'm not even stressing it, but it is gonna be fun to see this revamped idea of Worlds Collide in pay-per-view format. Well, like, you know, official event format, you know, on the WWE Network. I'm, I guess I'm a watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, I wasn't planning to, but the way this is being built, you know, with NXT and 205, and, you know, just the superstars that we did get the opportunity to see. I like that. So Swerve picks up the victory. He got some momentum. I'm honestly not seeing uh, uh, the title change in hands at Worlds Collide. I'm seeing a really good match taking place. So, I'm optimistic for it, and uh, let's hope for the best with them. That was 205 Live, a very good show. These guys are going hard each and every week, and it's coming together, man. You know, I, I have a, a special 205 play. Excuse me. I can't even get it right. 205 Live has a special place, you know, and, and you know, on my side of things. So I enjoy watching the show and, uh, you know, just just following the, the 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 weekly product that WWE delivers, you know, and even from, like, being in the building. Like, I'm not necessarily always in the building, but I always like to feel like I'm there. And being there, you know, see all three shows, well, see both shows, you know, like, that's 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 cool. So, uh, 
Yeah, that was 205 Live. Now, it's table match between Roman and uh, Robert Roode. We're not even about to get into all of this. We know how crazy it got. All kinds of chaos ensued. The Usos came out when, uh, what was it? I want to say the Revival came out. No, no, no. When Ziggy and Corbin came out. Uh, Roman went for a giant spear and went through the damn barricade. That, whoa, what a spot. Good Lord. We know Roman's died, obviously, but it was still like, oh, man. Bailey went flying into the barricade on the opposite side earlier that night, and that was a huge moment also. So, uh, yeah, these are some of the good spots. Uh, like I said, the good it was that, that little tag team announced table spot with the Usos was really good. Uh, Roman spearing Robert Roode through the table was good, you know, and um, Roman picking the false count anywhere thing. Like, I can understand they go into a big giant baseball field or baseball stadium, and uh, okay, like, I'm not, uh, I wasn't really looking for Roman to say no craziness. Like, right now, a lot of the, the stipulations either are recharging or just don't need to be used. We're not throwing Roman and Corbett in a hell in a cell. We're not doing that. We're not throwing Roman and Corbett in a cage because right now that's kind of, like, it's still recharging. Are they going to have a ladder match? No, Andrade and Ray have a ladder match coming up. Are they going to have a strap match? Clearly not. I've heard, I heard a good point saying they could have switched around the segments last night, the first and last segment, and it would have made the show just pop a little bit more like that would have brought it together a little bit better excuse me like and then I mean you know they had the champion ending the show Daniel Bryan with the dreads you know like it would have it would have it would have definitely had a different energy on things like I'm not upset about how that played out at all like it was cool so um all in all that was Smackdown Live uh very good show entertaining product along with 205 Live uh, I enjoyed it. We're going to see how things go uh, leading into the Rumble. Next week is the go-home show. I actually feel like this is a build. We're building toward a big show. That's what, it's, that's what it feels like. That's what it seems like. And I know that the Rumble is going to be something awesome. Uh, let's try to find an honorable mention for NXT. We hope that Dakota Kai is okay. Last time we seen Dakota Kai in action, we she uh, hit her head on the table. And it's like, I mean, we've seen her since. And it's like, all right, she's all right. She wasn't in that giant women's battle royal, which was one of the top matches of the week. It was very fun to see names that we didn't necessarily know, but also see names that we did know and faces that we were uh, familiar with. So it's like, all right, that was cool. Keith Lee, Undisputed Era, all that stuff. All of these guys went in there. Uh, they were all, you know, everybody that took part in NXT this week was very fun. That triple threat match between Breezy, Leo, and... Uh, What's his name? Pardon me. Breezy Leo and Swerve. Excellent. You know, excellent. It, keeps, it continues the button rivalry between Leo and Swerve. We're going to see how that goes. And, um, yeah, like I said, that was that was WWE this week. Uh, everybody did their thing, man. Everybody did their thing. Oscar and Becky are being built. Uh, this is going to be a really big match. So, that's the way it's being that's the way it's being built that's the way the video package looked so i anticipate seeing what wwe brings uh to the table with that and yeah that was that so shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week uh i will catch you guys on uh what i guess tuesday for the raw recap and review 
do remember, folks, to be responsible with your power. And I will catch you guys then. Peace.